You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jokic. That's one. Okay. Uh, Embiid? Oh, no. look, you did a thumbs up and oh, you got a heart. Got I mean, a oh. little... <laughs> do this. Right. Look what happens when you do this. Oh, no, Yeah, that. there you go. <laughs> right. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. Not quite in Vegas yet. And that over there in New York City is Charlotte Wilder. What's up, Charlotte? How you doing, I mean? How I like I how you waved, but you didn't say anything. <laughs> like, they'll get it. <laughs> Listen, my brain is on a lag. You know how sometimes we can't get the zooms to be? Yeah, that's that's everything I say is going to be like 10 seconds after I think it today. We had a busy night last night in the NBA. All the losers. That's right. You guys aren't going to Vegas. You have to play meaningless games, regular season games. Remember, we used to do those. Ha! Anyways, so the losers, the losers were playing last night. And among the losers that were playing last night was the Dallas Mavericks playing against the Utah Jazz in a game that Jazz head coach Will Hardy called, and I quote, a masterpiece of dog. That's right. As the Mavs won by 50 points, 147 to 97. But I know what you're thinking. I mean, this is a score only game. Why are we talking about this? Because Luka Doncic did something that only three other individuals have ever done before, which is he had a triple double by halftime, Charlotte. By halftime. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, I mean, my favorite thing in the, there is an ESPN article obviously talking about how Luca had a triple-double by the half, mm-hmm. and it said, um, the second thing that it said after saying that he, it's his 60th career triple-double, and he moved past Larry Bird and to ninth place overall in the triple-double mm-hmm. list, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pretty amazing, said Doncic, who sported a thin headband for the first time only days after becoming a first-time father. And it's like, what? Like I, the fact I that like, that is the thing that they put that's incredible. He, it's like, oh, okay, this is the first time he's ever worn a thin headband. Do you think it is I something like with it. him being a dad or the triple double? It's so good. It's so good. Not to be outdone, Nikola Jokic also had a triple double. I know there are a bunch of people in Denver who say, "We're the defending champs." You guys never talk about us. It's not there. You made a big deal about uh, Tyrese Halliburton's first triple double. Well, Jokic said one every other night. Okay. Yes, he had his 114th 
triple double. He's fifth on the all time list. Also, you lost to the Clippers despite having all your players. This is why I love the NBA. The Nuggets can travel to LA and not have Jokic and not have Murray and not have Gordon and go out and beat the Clippers. And then, like, 10 days later, they can travel to LA, have all their guys, all their championship guys, and lose and lose in a very embarrassing cough it up in the fourth quarter fashion. It's it's this is the unpredictability of basketball that I truly enjoy. But Charlotte, let me ask you: Do you think we gloss over Jokic triple doubles because we just kind of expect them now? Well, yeah, but I think that's what happens with anyone who's unbelievably good at what they do. They set their own standards and you come to expect a certain level of greatness from them. And maybe we should be more appreciative. Maybe, you know, it's like, do do we actually appreciate LeBron enough? I feel like there's a headline of every other day um, because what they're doing is so unbelievable. But if you become used to it because that's what they do, then that becomes the expectation. So we could Mm -hmm. say it every time, but... everyone would be like okay yeah obviously why are you saying it you know what i mean that's why i always half-ass everything i do including this show that way when i put together a really great show so good yeah everyone's like oh my god what a great show and i'm like that's right because i actually tried today hey by the way it beats court beats court 50 nobody cares Uh, cool 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 (laughs) all right charlotte so this is a really weird situation that's not typical in the nba uh, calendar other than a couple of like holiday games like Christmas and MLK Day or whatever. But we've taped this show. This show is being aired. While it's being aired, the first semifinal is going on right now in Vegas. That's right. I'm not actually in Vegas yet. I'll be there in a couple of hours in the past. <laughs> Time travel, all that stuff. But the big news beyond, hey, this is our first IST ever is that the Lakers were informed, apparently, they're not allowed to wear their Black City Edition jerseys because it clashes with the color palette of the court in Vegas. To which I say, then why did you let them have black jerseys to begin with? What are we doing? Weren't the black jerseys... Wasn't this a whole part of the rollout with the courts, too? Yes! With the... Yes! Wasn't that... The City Edition jerseys go with the stupid in-season tournament courts and so they designed an in-season tournament court in vegas that unfortunately doesn't go with one of the city edition jerseys it is mind-boggling it this is the part where when i tell people when you watch on tv it looks like people Mm -hmm. just got together and played a basketball game but it is an incredibly orchestrated delicate dance every detail is planned what happens in the timeouts what sounds you hear what jerseys this team is wearing what warm-ups they're wearing what the ball hit like everything the coaches all of it none of it is really left to chance and so when you see something like this oops oh by the way you can't wear the thing that we made a big deal that you got to wear with this is what it looks like when it isn't a carefully orchestrated dance this is what it looks like when you're doing it off the seat of your pants so, first of all, I feel like they sort of work because it's the first one. Second of all, I have come to actually like the courts. I no. I know that sometimes it looks like players are falling off a cliff, but I think it was I I miss them. There were regular games on last night and I was like, I miss 
the weird green screen looking courts. But I also feel like, does this mean that somebody, that they really weren't expecting the Lakers to make it to Vegas? Or they just didn't even think about this? They didn't think about it. They just half-assed something. And then yesterday, probably someone saw like the court and saw like black jerseys on the court and said, I don't like the way this looks. Which, again, if you weren't doing this half-assed, maybe you would have got it right. But then again, when they get it right next year, everyone's going to be like, oh my God, how amazing was this? And that's, I see where you're at, Adam Silver. Me and you, simpatico, baby. So according to ESPN's Dave McMenamin, uh, when one of the Lakers players was informed that they wouldn't be able to wear black on Thursday, he said, that's ass, which is a great great quote. quote. (laughs) It's really good. I also like that it was an anonymous source. It wasn't like this player said it. It was like one player said, that's ass. (laughs) Whenever that happens, I always I always like to do something like, whoa, Gabe Vincent said that's ass? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Max Christie said that off the record. Got it. No, I, it's just, right. it, it is ass, though. Like, to be real, it is ass. Because, you like, we didn't make these rules, right? If I'm the team, I'm, I was doing what you guys told us to do. Like, oh, we got to have this. Okay, okay. And then we got to wear these whenever. Okay, all right, cool, whatever. And by the way, those jerseys are ugly as hell. Stupid ass Los Angeles on a fucking triangle. I'm what the not, hell yeah, is that? I'm not. I don't really care that much because I'm like, well, those are. I didn't love them to begin with, but Dude, that's a whole I, other. It's a whole part I, of the whole thing. I was watching. What game was I watching last night? And oh, I was watching Warriors Blazers, and the Warriors were white, and the Blazers were black, and it was at Golden State, and it blew my mind. I'm like, oh my god. This is what basketball used to look like. Home whites, but revisiting colors. That's it. That's it. We don't have to overcomplicate. This is what happens when you overcomplicate. Like, yeah. I get it. Whatever, We're trying to sell yeah. more and more merch. Guys, sometimes less is more. Trust me on this Whatever one. Sometimes I see, less is like more. a classic, the Celtics wearing their classic uniforms, and it's like, it's a bomb for my soul. <laughs> it's it's just, so uh, nice. Is that B-O-M-B or B-A-L-M? B-A-L-N, like a salve, which also has a silent L. Salve. That it does. does. S-A-L-V-E, salve. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was solve, but it's not. Yeah, no. I'm glad you solved that one. that recently. Thanks. Hey, Charlotte, you got to do something really cool in New York City yesterday and met with a legend. Tell us stories next about you and Allen Iverson at a DraftKings event. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. 
Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Charlotte Wild. The last night at a DraftKings event for an exclusive set of clientele, you moderated, I guess a, it wasn't even a panel, it was just one-on-one, you and Allen Iverson, right? And um, Dom Chambroni, who is the surgeon who makes custom sneakers for everyone like Drake, Justin Bieber. He made those wing shoes. Um, Mm -hmm. He also made Odell Beckham Jr.'s cleats for the Super Bowl in 2021, which were $200,000 because they had real diamonds on them. Um, This guy, he's more of a, it's like sculptures more than shoes. Um, And it was a partnership with Reebok, Allen Iverson, the surgeon and DraftKings to put out these shoes they call the day one um, based on the original, the question mm-hmm. shoes that yeah. Alan Iverson had. Um, and so I was talking to both of them uh, about these shoes and my favorite moment, first of all, Alan Iverson was lovely. Um, he also told me I'm funny. So now he's officially my go. favorite player ever. Uh, that's all that I really took away from the event. Um but I was, I asked, I said, you know, you obviously have done so much for basketball, for the culture of basketball, for fans and players. And, um, you know, how have you seen that evolve in the past 10 to 15 years? And instead of answering the question, well, I guess he did answer the question, but into the mm-hmm. mic, he just went, basketball is love. Basketball yeah. is life. Basketball is family. And just sort of kept listing the things that basketball is and felt and like meant it so deeply. Like mm-hmm. he was he he was almost emotional saying it. And it was just a such a beautiful answer in a way that could have just sounded like platitudes. But also this guy believes it because it's it's who he is and it's what he loves and it's what he cares about, that there's no way to even answer that question. And so yeah. he just he just said what it is. And I thought that was really cool, actually. Yeah, it's it is cool. You know, when I think about Allen Iverson, um, 
everything that he was vilified for has become super mainstream, right? Mm -hmm. There's a point in time, Charlotte, and for the younger viewers, you got this might blow your mind. There's a point in time where the concept of having a visible tattoo was, oh, heaven forbid, how will we sell to the sponsors? And now you go into big multi-million dollar meetings and like the dude leading the meeting has a neck tattoo, right? Yeah. Allen Iverson was villainized and vilified for a lot of these things. And now they're all so mainstream, we hardly bat an eye at the the, the concept mm -hmm. of seeing people do these things, whatever. And I always say, you know, there, there's a certain class of human being. I won't even say class of player, class of human being where I have great admiration because they have every right to be bitter and to hate like everything they like, oh, now it's cool. But, and it's the opposite. So I, I, said, I always say this about Grant Hill. Grant Hill was supposed to be the best player in the world. He was supposed to be right. the heir apparent of Michael Jordan. He was well on his way. And then he had a bunch of injuries, much of which was due to mismanagement by team personnel, team medical personnel. He also almost died with a staph infection, with a MRSA infection, excuse me, in Orlando. And so when Grant Hill came back, all I could think of is like, and he was playing for us in Phoenix, all I could think of, if I was supposed to be the best player ever, and now I'm just a role player, like who hits corner threes and plays to hard defense, I would be so bitter. I, I had every right to be bitter because it was taken from me, not because I ate the wrong things, not because I didn't work out, not because I was out partying. I did everything right, and they took that from me. And, and so why should I be a nice guy or a pleasant guy? Or Yet he is. He, he's, yeah. he's amazing. And Alan Iverson's the same way. Alan Iverson was like public enemy number one. You know, they made the dress yeah. code because of him. They made all of these things because of him. And fast forward, not only is all the things that he does that's mainstream now, but also all of these players who are like, yeah, I grew up with Alan Iverson was my favorite player. And, you know, you have a picture of Christoph Porzingis with Corn Rose and a headband. Like, that's not, that's not an accident, ladies and gentlemen. That's Alan Iverson. And he should be like, you guys are what you are because of me. And that's some BS. And instead, he's always gracious. He's always humble. Mm -hmm. He's always spreading a, a message of love and, and appreciation for the game. And most importantly, unlike many other retired players, he always gives props to the current crop of players. I remember uh, my buddy Kerry Chow interviewed him, Shaq, and Yao at the Hall of Fame. And the question came up, how much would you average if you played in today's game? And mm -hmm. Iverson took a second and he was like, I don't know, maybe the same, maybe a little less. And Shaq lost his mind. Like, what are you talking about, Yon Iverson? You'd be averaging 50. Blah, blah. And Iverson was like, are you kidding? Everyone is like 6'9 and they move as quick as I do. It's like, this game is so hard now. And and that's something you never hear from retired players. So I, I'm that story, I'm glad you told that story because it, it – continues to reinforce this idea that this dude is super humble and appreciative to the game of basketball. And I think we need to celebrate him every opportunity we get. Totally. And and beyond that, I mean, he said last night how grateful he was to the game. He said, mm. I'm so grateful to everyone who helped me get here. I'm grateful to the people I played with, to my family, to to my friends, to the league. Like he he the league now makes so much money off of what he pioneered. They lean in with the marketing. Um, he really does sleeve. not. Yeah, exactly. Like all of it. He he was he was that and he was punished for it 
publicly and privately. And then now to see that he he doesn't have that bitterness. He's just like, this is mm-hmm. this is amazing. I love this. I love what everybody's doing. And I think that that um, shows a real sense of strength, too. He's always known who he is. He clearly still knows who he is. He's confident in that in a way that it doesn't seem like he needs validation and if you don't need validation in that way you're probably going to be a happier person i don't know it was really cool though and he was lovely um and i'll just say once again he told me it was funny so the uh the other thing is those shoes that the questions those first sneakers that he had the signature sneakers Mm -hmm. that came out his rookie year that was the big shoe when i was in high school i wanted that shoe badly i couldn't get it so uh years later i had a buddy who worked at reebok and and he got me a pair of those shoes. And I, I, you know, it's funny. I never wear them. I just have them in a box. I've worn them on air when I was on the jump. Yeah. But then it's like, as soon as we were done, I would They're take them special. off and put them right back in the box. Yeah. So that's dope. They're that, very uh, cool. No, it's it's dope that they had that event. Shout out to DraftKings. Shout out to everybody who put that together. All right. Coming up. Who's lying? Okay, I mean, it's time for my favorite game. Another rousing rendition of Who's Lying? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. We're going to start with Rashid Wallace, who explained why he would take seven NBA titles over $300 million. Why are you laughing already? Because Rashid Wallace's famous quote is, ball don't lie. So, ball don't lie, <laughs> but we'll see if Sheed will. <laughs> see how well, will he? Okay. So, he said... Um, I can't tell you everything that was said in this conversation with Chauncey Billups. I'm paraphrasing here. Um, But short story, no. For me, I got to get that ring. The bread, the bread is going to come with the ring. The bread's going to come with the ring long term. Now, it might not be, it might not amount to as much. So let's say, as you mentioned, for example, the $300 million contract, right? Okay, I might not be able to make $300 million in that seven, eight, nine years or however long that contract is again, but I'm immortalized. Is he lying? I'll never call Rasheed Wallace a liar. He's one of the most honest people that I know. But I will say Rasheed is speaking from a place of extreme privilege, right? Extreme privilege. Because Rasheed made over $150 million in his career. So he's not talking about someone who's broke or someone who's on minimum. Hey, here's $300 million or here's a ring. He's talking as someone who's been pretty wealthy but then the other part of it is he also won a ring so he's not talking as someone who's like i've never won one of those things that give up all of my money for just one ring like he's got both so there's a level of privilege there that i believe him when he says that but he can he can say that because he knows like okay i wouldn't trade in my ring for another 300 million because i'm already got 150 million in the bank yeah right right and and i I, I, so there, there, there's an element there that I, I don't know if that applies to everybody. Like, for instance, if I went to yeah. uh, Ryan Archidiakono, who plays for the Knicks, and said 300 million or a ring, he's taking 300 million dollars, right? If I go to hell, even someone like um, Mike Penberthy, who played on the Lakers in the early 2001 ring, you've never even heard of him. Clearly, that ring hasn't done much for him, right? Yeah. Rasheed Wallace is a superstar, or was a superstar when he played, so. The ring, the validation, and the money that comes with it applies to him in a way that it doesn't really apply to everybody. 
So he's not lying, but some context was maybe missing. Sure. Also, did you see what Ryan Archie Giacono tweeted the other day? Probably not, because that's something no. nobody has ever said yes to. But he did say, he said, was walking through Greenwich with Jalen Brunson, and someone recognized me and didn't recognize him. This is the biggest day of my life. That's never happened before. I He is um, one of my favorite bench guys because he is always so excited like every time good. someone on the Knicks does something good in any game he's up there and he's like oh and I just I really appreciate that uh, you know he's back in college being excited he's yeah. back in college he's got like, his buddies like the, he yeah. matters shout out to Ryan okay uh, <laughs> Dwayne Wade names Ray Allen and Rip Hamilton as the toughest players he had to guard quote I always go with guys like Ray Allen and Rip they moved I hated that I hated guarding those dudes especially Rip because he had them nails too so a couple of things here he's he's telling a very specific truth right okay the hardest players that I had to guard I didn't have to guard Shaq I didn't have to guard mm-hmm. LeBron right so I think he's telling the truth in that regard. He did have to guard Kobe, though. But I understand what he's saying. I think when you have a player who catches the ball from a stationary position and then does stuff, it's hard. You've got to be quick. you got to anticipate. you got to do all these things. But as a mental exercise, it's less strenuous than the guy who's moving around without the ball. The guy who's moving around without the ball, you have to worry about where he is at all times and worry about where the ball is and worry about all these screens and things like that. It's it's a nonstop kind of mental exercise along with the physical cardio of running. Rip Hamilton, Ray Allen, these are two of the some of the best conditioned players ever. Like, And they took pride in the fact that we're going to run miles today. Miles. We're doing miles of running around these screens. Also, Rip Hamilton apparently grew his nail out, nails out extra long. And when we're stationary, waiting for the play to start, waiting for the, he would grab your arm and dig his nails into your arm. Yes. That's gross. Like, that's, that's gross and weird, and but crazy. it's also, like, gross. Yeah. It's also, like, an infectious disease control violation. So yes. that's what he meant by, okay, so literally he had nails. Like, um, I, I Like, yeah, he's like, I'd ra- I'd, the guy had nails. I'd rather just guard Kobe. I'd rather just have Kobe I agree. dribble between I his legs. Thousand, I would rather guard one of the greatest players of all time than somebody who had long nails. That's gross. Okay, moving on. Was Dirk Nowitzki lying when he said he doubted Luka's ability to become a superstar? He went on Meadowlark Media's. All the Smoke Ah. podcast. And he said, the end of my career wasn't pretty. We were struggling. There was some talk of tanking. We needed a little spark plug to change things. I didn't think it was going to be this kid. He's talking about Doncic. Mm -hmm. When he walked in the first time, he looked like a big boy. But I'm like, I'm not sure this is going to work. Is he quick enough? Is he athletic enough to go by guys like he is in Europe? So there were plenty of doubts there from everybody on the team. And now Dirk and Luca overlapped in one season, 2018 mm-hmm. to 2019. There's a difference between, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, and I don't think he's going to be mm-hmm. good, right? Right. What Dirk is espousing there was the a common concern from people. Like, oh, he's doing all this stuff in Europe, but like, can you get away with that here, right? Given that mm-hmm. the athleticism is greater in the NBA. So... That that's not the first time I've ever heard someone say that. Obviously, now it sounds really foolish, 
the other thing that's funny is he talks about, yeah, guys try to get into him and get physical with them and practice, try to see, try to push him, see like where his limits are. And I always laugh that NBA players, when European players come over, they say, oh, we're going to show them how physical it is here. The, the international game is a million times more physical than the NBA right. game. Once upon a time, it was the opposite, right? In the 90s and the 2000s, we were the physical league. There was a lot of holding and grabbing and shoving and chicken winging and, and, and all these things. And over there, they played this kind of fluid game. But over time, as we've legislated all of the shenanigans out of our game, they still do those things, not to the extent that we did in the 2000s, but a great deal more than here. So you can't physically intimidate these guys anymore. You could still be more explosive and faster and all those things. But the idea that, oh, we're going to rough them up, like that ain't going to move them, right? So is Dirk lying? I'm going to say no, he's not lying. But I'm going to say he clearly was very poorly misinformed. <laughs> the, the kid was. The kid of- was the MVP of the EuroLeague at 18. 18. You know what? You know what? You know what today's episode of Who's Lying is? It's not who's lying. It's who was just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> they were wrong. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, pretty they much. Everybody were just wrong. Everyone yeah. was just wrong. And that's fine. I'm wrong all the time, everybody. Um, all right. Well, I've seen it. I can't wait. You see. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. That's it for us at all, ball. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.